We're in the middle of the Christmas season, and today we're talking about the wise men and the star on the Faith Talk podcast. Welcome to the Faith Talk podcast. We're excited you are listening today. Prepare to be challenged and inspired through today's episode. We pray that every fear is dispelled and your faith is increased as you hear the word of God. Now, let's listen in with our host, Caleb Schaefer. so much for joining me on today's episode of the faith talk podcast god bless you wherever you are listening from i thank you for tuning in today it's such a pleasure to be with you we are today going to talk about the christmas story last year around this time i did a podcast on the shepherds but i never really talked about the wise men so today i want to talk to you about the wise men that came from the east The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, bring bring word to me, that I may come and worship him also. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy, and when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented to him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, They departed for their own country another way. And we know the story goes on to tell us that Herod went around the land and had all the babies under two years old killed because they, the wise men told him that that's about the time that they began to see this star. Now, what was the star? We have absolutely no certain clue now different people have gone through and gone through the star maps and gone back with technology and saw what the sky may have looked like on the the night that jesus was born what they believed that jesus was born all sorts of things and and you can dig and find different resources on that but we have absolutely no clue and what i try to tell people is this that the bible uh is a supernatural book and our god is a supernatural god And he's able to do whatever he wants to whenever he wants to. And if we try to find a scientific or natural explanation for every single thing, you're just not going to. There are miracles that take place. And miracles are when God suspends natural uh, processes and natural ways that things happen. And he does something supernatural. Uh, You know, we can't explain when someone goes to the doctor and they have all the right scans and the The doctors say you have cancer, it's 100% there, and then when they go back, the cancer is completely gone, other than to say that that's a miracle, and God does miracles. 
for the Red Sea to split wide open and the, the Hebrew people to be able to walk right through. That was a miracle. And to try to figure out some sort of scientific explanation for it is just crazy. You've just got to have faith and believe that it happened. And um, so we can't explain everything away with science. And if you try to do that and try to look at what the star was and try to figure it all out, you'll just go down bunny trails that are unnecessary. Just have faith. There was a star. The wise men saw it. They came from the east. They followed the star to Jerusalem where they met Herod. They were talking to Herod. They said, hey, we've seen the star, and it is uh, it is the star that heralds the birth of the king of the Jews. Now, Herod was the natural king of the Jews at that point in time. He was the king of Jerusalem, and so he felt that his position was threatened, and he decided to go after. He came up with a, a sinister plan, an evil plan to go after the baby Jesus. He was going to kill the baby Jesus so that no one could come up and take his throne. And um, he he was threatened by the baby Jesus' birth and the wise men saying that Jesus was the king of the Jews. So this was what was going to happen. And thank God that uh, the wise men didn't listen to Herod. They listened to God. They, they had a dream. They went home a different way. And uh, they didn't return to Herod. But the Bible tells us that they presented Jesus with three gifts, the gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. Now, from this, a lot of people try to derive that uh, there were three wise men. We don't know how many wise men there were. We don't know how many, uh, how many wise men, how many were in their entourage, any of that. But we do know that there were three gifts. The three gifts that they gave were gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Um, and, and we also know that the wise men didn't show up the night of Jesus's birth. That was, that was something that is historically inaccurate with our nativity sets because everybody sees the nativity scene and, and the shepherds are there and the wise men are there at the same time in a lot of nativity scenes. But that is not what happened in the original story. Uh, in the original narrative, the wise men would have come much later than the shepherds. In fact, the Bible tells us that Mary and the baby Jesus were in the house. So they were in a house when the wise men showed up instead of being uh, in the manger, in the stable. So, um, so there's a lot of inaccuracies in our depictions of the Christmas, the nativity, but the main thing is the focus is on Jesus and um, we know that there were wise men and they brought three gifts. How many wise men? We have no clue. But the gifts were gold, the frankincense, and the myrrh. And I got to studying this one time and I thought, you know, I want to know what these gifts meant. Why did they bring these three particular gifts? Um, because they could have brought anything, but they brought gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Very likely, the gold was used to travel um, for Mary and Joseph to be able to get from Jerusalem uh, to Egypt, where they hid until Herod died and God told them to go back to their homeland. Um, so it was very possible, very probable, that the, um, that the gold was used for travel. Uh, the frankincense would possibly have been used as a, an offering at the temple, uh, when they took Jesus to be circumcised and to be blessed at the temple. 
that they could have used that as an offering at the temple to give to the priests. And then um, the myrrh would have been saved for a much later date. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. But the gold represented um, the gold represented royalty. It represented kingship. And so by giving the baby Jesus gold, the wise men were saying, you are a king. You were born a king. Um, that gold was great wealth. It was a symbol of royalty. And so by giving Jesus the gold, the wise men were declaring the kingship of Jesus, not just here on the earth, but in the supernatural realm as well, that Jesus is king of kings and he's Lord of lords. The frankincense, as I mentioned, was used in, uh, in temple worship. Uh, the frankincense was one of the original uh, offerings, one of the original things that were burnt in the tabernacle and in the temple. Uh, so frankincense was an important part of temple worship, was an important part of worship to God. And by giving Jesus frankincense the wise men were declaring that he was Lord, that he was God, uh, that he was, uh, he was divine. He was not just a man. He was not just another baby. He was God in the flesh. So the wise men prophetically gave him these gifts, basically, that said, you are king, you are Lord. And then the myrrh uh, was a, a completely different uh, gift because myrrh is not something that would typically have been given at a birth. Um, but the wise men brought the myrrh for the baby Jesus. And when they gave the baby Jesus myrrh, it had a very significant meaning. And, and I said earlier that it would be saved for a much later date. Myrrh is a burial spice. Myrrh was a burial spice in the culture at the time. And so when they gave the baby Jesus myrrh, it was prophetically declaring Jesus's uh, future. The reason that he came was to die. And very likely uh, the myrrh would have been saved until his, his death. So by giving the baby Jesus myrrh, the wise men were essentially declaring, you came here to die. You came here to die for your people, to save them from their sins. You came here with a purpose, and it was not just to live, but it was to die as a sacrifice. And what an amazing prophetic gift uh, that the wise men gave in giving gold, which signified kingship, frankincense, which signified deity, lordship, and myrrh, which signified that he would die uh, for his people. And... Um, we know that the, the star led these wise men to where the baby Jesus lay. And as I said earlier, we have no clue what exactly the star was. Could God have just put something in the sky for that specific time period? Absolutely. And I tend to believe that he may have just done that. Um, but that the star was in the sky and it led the wise men. And it's so important, I think, to understand that God wanted these wise men to find the baby Jesus, that this was part of God's plan, God's, God's narrative of the Christmas story, that God put a sign in the sky for these wise men to find the baby Jesus so that this could all be recorded 
in the scriptures. You know, God doesn't just do anything haphazard. God just doesn't do anything on a whim. God is, uh, God is steady and God is constant. God has everything planned out. So he had this planned out that this star would show up and guide these wise men to the baby Jesus. And one of the things I think that is absolutely amazing is that the star came and stood over where the baby Jesus lay. So they knew exactly where to find Jesus. They knew exactly where, uh, where baby Jesus would be. And, you know, we have so many things that happen in our lives. And I think that sometimes we get lost in the busyness of life and in the busyness of this season in particular. And so many things are going on and there are a lot of people right now who are connected uh, with us personally, with me personally, who are sick, who have coronavirus, uh, who have different health issues going on. There are a lot of people dealing with loss right now. They've lost loved ones or they've lost major battles this year. They've lost all sorts of things and there are a lot of people hurting right now. And I feel like today on this podcast to just let somebody know that when we are lost, when we're wandering, when we're hurt, we feel like we have nowhere to turn. We feel like no one cares about us. We feel like we're not accepted. We feel like we're not, we're not secure. We feel all sorts of terrible feelings. And when we feel those things, God sent those wise men, that star that led them to where the baby Jesus was. And I believe, too, that God gives us a guiding light. God gives us Jesus. And Jesus is, you know, the star of Bethlehem is somewhat of a type and a shadow of Jesus because when the wise men looked at the star, when the wise men saw the star, they followed the star and it led them right to where they needed to be. And maybe you're feeling lost. Maybe you're feeling like no one cares. Maybe you're feeling like you're just wandering. Maybe you feel like you have no purpose, that there's no real direction in your life. Maybe you feel like you're spinning your tires and not getting anywhere. But I'm here to tell you, that if you look to Jesus, he will become that star in your life. He will become that guiding star. He'll become that leading star. And if you fix your eyes on him, you keep your eyes on him, and you follow him with all your heart, he'll lead you right to where God needs you to be, right to where God wants you to be. He is that star that, that calls you home, that's drawing you right now, that's drawing you back home. And you might feel like no one in the world cares about you, but Jesus does. You might feel like there's absolutely no hope for you, but there is hope in Jesus. And he will lead you and he will guide you if you fix your eyes on him. The wise men had a journey that they had to follow. They had a journey that was not just a simple you know, couple hour journey. They came from a long way to get to where Jesus was. And they followed this star 
over a long period of time, over a distance. And there were times where I'm sure the sun was out and they couldn't see where the star was until the sun went back down and it got dark. And there are times in our lives where maybe we can't see where Jesus is because there are other things that are shining so bright in our lives. There are problems, there are sicknesses, there are situations, there are family drama, work problems, there are losses that seem to outshine the brightness of that star that is Jesus. But I promise you, I promise you, if you'll fix your eyes on that star and you'll keep your eyes on him, if you'll keep your eyes on Jesus and you'll follow him, he will lead you back home every single time. He'll lead you right back to where it is that God has for you to be. And there are many people who are wandering, many people who are lost. And all you got to do is look up and look to that star. Gaze on Jesus. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He will lead you. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will show you what steps to take. He will show you where to go. He will show you how to get back home, back to where you need to be. And if you've been wandering, if you've been hurt, there are a lot of people who are dealing with hurt right now and not just hurt from from different things that have happened that are beyond anyone's control. But there are a lot of people dealing with hurt from other people. There are people dealing with church hurt. There are people dealing with pain uh, that they've, they've carried for years and years where someone did something to them or someone said something to them that was out of line and, and they got hurt. They, they felt taken advantage of, they felt used, they felt whatever they felt ignored or, or stepped over. And there are a lot of people dealing with those things right now. But I can promise you this. The ways that you've been hurt have never been the Lord. The, the things that have, that have drawn you away and hurt you and, and, and caused problems for you. And I may do a whole podcast episode on church hurt. I just feel that right now in my spirit. Just the ways that you've been damaged have not been the Lord. They've been other people. And if there's anything I know, if there's anything I truly believe in my core, it is this, that God never desires to hurt you. God never desires to abuse you or abandon you. God never desires to cause you, you suffering. God wants to bless you. God loves you. And if you've been disappointed, if you've been upset, if you've been hurt, you can rely on Jesus because he will never hurt you. He will never disappoint you. He will never leave you. And this is, this is one of the biggest blessings I think about the Christmas story is the, that knowing that he is Emmanuel, he is God with us. Jesus is God with us. Imagine waiting for a Messiah. Imagine waiting for hundreds and thousands of years for the promise to be fulfilled. And then all of a sudden, one night when no one's expecting it, because they didn't have, they didn't have 
the Bible like we have and we we can read all the stories and we know what's happening and we know how things are going to pan out. They didn't have that. So they didn't know. And one night out of the blue, Jesus was born. Jesus came to the earth to be God with us that they had been they had felt for so long that this might not happen. There were years of silence. There were years where they didn't feel the presence of God. They didn't see God moving. There were times, I'm sure, where they felt totally abandoned by God. And then one night, out of the blue, all of a sudden, Jesus is born. And now, he is God with us. God with us. What a thought. What a blessing. And the star that led the wise men to the one who was God in the flesh, the word became flesh and dwelled among us. The one who would save us from our sins, that star led the wise men to him. And now he has become what we need to guide us. He's become the guiding light for all of us. So today, if you feel abandoned, if you feel lost, if you feel like you're wandering, feel like you have no purpose, you feel hurt, whatever the case may be, if you are feeling disappointed, if you're feeling upset because someone you know is going through something or you're going through something, or if you're feeling lonely because it's the Christmas season and you're missing people that you cared about, listen, There is a guiding light, and he's drawing you home, and his name's Jesus. And if you get into a relationship with him, if you walk with him, you will never regret it. You'll never be sorry that you walked with Jesus. You'll never be sorry that you give your life to him, you surrender to him. If you walk with Jesus, you will Make it home every single time. If you fix your eyes on him, fix your eyes on that star, you will make it home every single time. He'll guide you right to where you need to be, and the star will rest right where you need to right where you need to go. I'm telling you, I promise you that. So today, I just encourage you focus on Jesus this Christmas season. Fix your eyes on that star. And he'll lead you. He'll guide you to where you need to be. He'll help you through every circumstance and situation. He'll help you through every bad problem that you're facing. I promise you. Just get your eyes on Jesus. I want to pray a prayer. It's called the sinner's prayer. And if you've never met Jesus, if you don't know him, or if you've walked with him and been away from him for a while, and you need to know him, I encourage you to pray this prayer along with me. Dedicate your life to him. And then I'm going to pray a prayer for everyone who's listening right now. If you want to pray this sinner's prayer, just pray it after me. Say, Father God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I confess that I'm a sinner and I need a Savior. I believe Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross and he rose again. I believe his blood has the power to cleanse me. So wash me today. Save me from my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and forgive me. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, I would love to hear from you. 
You can contact me on my social media and I will gladly give you some steps that you can take to deepen your relationship with Jesus. But I want to pray a prayer over everyone listening right now in this Christmas season, in this time where you might be feeling all sorts of range of emotions, but I know this much. If you fix your eyes on the star, he'll lead you home. Father God, I thank you today for my listeners. I thank you today for my friends and my loved ones, my family who are on this podcast listening right now. God, I ask right now, whatever they're dealing with, whatever they're going through, that you would be the guiding light for them, that you would show them the way. God, that you would be just as that star of Bethlehem was for the wise men, that you would be that leading, that guiding light, that if they fix their eyes on you, God, they will make it home every single time. I pray that you heal their hearts, heal their emotions, heal their minds, heal their bodies, God, as they go forward, Lord, following you and fixing their eyes on you. I pray, Lord, that they would see your light and God, that they would follow you all the way. God, I plead the blood of Jesus down over them. I ask you, watch over them this Christmas season. Watch over their families. If there's anyone sick, heal their bodies, God, and help them to understand that you are with them every day, all the time. You are Emmanuel, God with us. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you've not abandoned us or left us alone, but God, you are right with us no matter what. God, I pray right now that you would bless the listeners to this podcast. God, that they would see your hand moving in their life this Christmas season and they would feel your peace and joy and comfort. God, I pray right now that they would experience that goodwill to all men, just like the angels declared on that first Christmas night. We love you, God. We give you praise and glory. And we thank you for this time we could spend together just to reflect and think about you. Help us to keep our focus on you this Christmas season. In Jesus' name, amen. Friends, I thank you for listening so much today. God bless you. I love you. I pray that you have a very Merry Christmas. Next week's podcast will be a special Christmas episode of The Christmas Story. I pray that you enjoy it. God bless you, and I will talk to you real soon here on the Faith Talk Podcast. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Faith Talk Podcast. If you would like to connect with the host, you can do so on Facebook at Caleb Schaefer Ministry, on Instagram at Caleb underscore Schaefer, or by visiting www.calebschaefer.com. Be sure to check out Caleb's worship albums on iTunes, Amazon Music, and wherever digital music is sold or streamed. If you've been encouraged today, please share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. May God bless you, and remember to tune in next week for another episode of the Faith Talk Podcast.